This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. And we're glad that you're here with us. We have a real message from the Lord for you today. The title of this would be Keep It Moving. Everybody say, Keep It Moving. See, the breakthrough is in the follow-through. We cannot stay in 2020s. This year has been, well, what now? Because of the uh, what has happened when we stay focused on what's happened and on what's happening now, uh, we'll find that we uh, cannot move forward. The better question would be asking what's next and focused on the future of what can happen. What now is based on what has happened to you, but what's next is based on what can happen for you. Don't allow what happened to you or what's happening to you now to stop what would, what could, or should happen for you. You know, as we look to God and as we trust God, and he's a God who sees the future, he is a God who has and holds the future. Good news is in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. We're going to read there, but first I want to pray Uh, a couple of prayers here before we get in the Word of God. Ephesians, the first chapter, is a a biblical prayer. It's a prayer that's built into the Word of God. We know that when we pray this prayer, we take these words and make them our words, that we send them to God, that they are not going to return void, that what God sent them and purposed them to do will be happening for me and for you. So uh, we know also we're, we're encouraged with the Word of God. It says, if we ask anything according to His will, and His Word is His will, if we ask anything according to His Word, we know that we've been heard by God. And if we know that God has heard us, then we know that we have the thing that we're asking Him for. So here's what we're going to Uh, pray and ask him for uh, today. Ephesians 1 and 13. It says this, uh, it's in Christ that you once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment of what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. That's why when I heard of the solid trust you have in the Master Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus, I couldn't stop thanking God for you every time I prayed. I'd think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thank, I ask. Ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear, so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do, 
grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. And all this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all. He has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not periphery or peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. One more prayer. It says again, and this is in Romans 15, it says, And again, people of all nations celebrate God, all colors and races give hearty praise. And Isaiah's word, there's the root of our ancestor Jesse, breaking through the earth and growing tree tall, tall enough for everyone everywhere to see and take hope. Oh, may the God of green hope fill you up with joy, fill you up with peace, so that your believing lives filled with this life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit will brim over with hope. Jeremiah, we pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven. It says this, this is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon seven years are up and then not a day before, I'll show up and I'll take care of you as I promise and bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, not abandon you, plans to give you the future you hope for. God's got plans for you. And it is full of the future that... He wants you to have. And now is the time to stop, to look, and to listen. This is a great time of year, the the holidays, the holiday season, uh, where life does tend to uh, go on hold a little bit, slows down perhaps. uh, uh, We can pause at the caution uh, light, and we can stop and look and listen. You know, Habakkuk uh, 2 and... I'm going to read the first three verses uh, of that. It says, what's God going to say to my questions? Remember, our questions were this. Well, what now? We've been through 2020. We've got one, pretty much one more month left in 2020. And boy, oh, how hasn't it been a year of, oh, what now? And and now listen, I, I believe this, you know, uh, We've had to be more reactionary at first, but then we learn to respond to God. Things have happened that cause reactions. Uh, You know, even reactions in the uh, in the church. And but when 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 the shaking comes, it may rock a little bit. See, but it needs to be settled on the rock. That it comes to rest on the rock. 
And I believe those things for you and for I. So our questions at first is, well, what now? But remember, questions, we need to go on and to begin to ask a new question is, what's next? Because we can't stop and stay stuck in what has happened. Or even what's happening, uh, you know, uh, right now. I know it's been, you know, uh, there are some that are expecting dark days ahead for us. And, um, you know, uh, uh, here it comes again and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep following Jesus. See, this, any of this has not stopped God. God has not stopped, so we don't be stopped. We just keep moving. Now, you know, if he stops, we stop from the standpoint just to look and to listen, hear what he's saying. All right, so he says this in Habakkuk. What's, going, what's God going to say to my questions? I'm braced for the worst. I'll climb to the lookout tower and scan the horizon. I'll wait to see what God says, how he'll answer my complaint. That probably fits the church. That might have fit your life, you know. After the complaining, we still need to hear what God's saying. And God's not knocked off his throne if we complain. You know, what we don't want to do is, is uh, you know, be like the children of Israel, and that's all we do is complain, grumble and complain. This, this complaint is simply saying, oh, look, God, you know, uh, we need to know what's next. Is this all that we can expect? More of the same. Well, I believe that when we're trusting God, that says, it says, and then God answers. You know, when we're honest-hearted, God will answer us honestly. And he'll answer so quickly. And it won't be complicated at all. It won't be confusing. It'll be very, very simple, very plain, very clear. And what it'll do is bring peace. It'll fill us with peace. It'll fill us with joy. It'll give us hope. It'll cause our hope to spring up. Because God's always speaking about the future. His plans are all futuristic. He said, I know the plans that I have for you. They're plans to give you the future that you hope for. You know, I'm not much for listening uh, to those that are projecting hopelessness, whether in the church or outside of the church. If it leaves me with a feeling of hopelessness, that's not for me. I'm going to leave that feeling and find hope. And I believe this, that when it's hopeless in the world, there's still hope in God. So it says this, and then God answered, he said, write this. Write what you see. Isn't it interesting that, uh, uh, that God was saying, Di- dictate this. I'm going to show you something, and I want you to write what you see. You remember when God speaks, he speaks in words that paint pictures. He speaks in words that cause images. Sometimes he just uses the images and then he puts a caption in underneath that helps us to understand what we're looking at. But God is a God who it says that we are created in his likeness and in his image. You know, God has an image of you that's probably not like the you that you see. You may not even like you, see, but God really loves you. God's image of you is that, is that through his son, that you're going to look like Jesus by the time God is done. 
that God sees you in Jesus, in Christ, in the anointed one and his anointing. He sees you in grace. He sees you enjoying uh, God and enjoying his goodness in your life. He sees you filled with hope and filled with joy and filled with uh, peace because you're believing him. And all of God's plans for your life will be greater than the ones that you have for your life. It'll be much greater than the plan the devil has for your life. It'll be much greater than the plans that anyone else has for your life. But the most important thing is to realize that it'll be greater than what you can picture. Because the Bible says God is able to be, to do more uh, abundantly than we can ask or think or dream or hope or image for our or imagine for ourselves but it's according to the power that's work at work in us what would that power be i believe the power of hope in believing the joy and peace in believing and hoping in god write out in write what you see write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run the vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming doesn't mean that it's here. The Bible says if we hope only in what we can see and what we have right now, that's not hope at all. See, if we hope only in what's possible, what's reachable, what's attainable, what we can put our hands on right now, that's not really hope, not the hope that God has for our life. God will, while you're living in a shack, you could be homeless living in the backseat of your car, and God will spread out a blueprint of a, pan, of a mansion. A landed estate in a manner that he has for you. And he says, now this is how I see you. It may not be what you see, but, but do you want me to agree with you? Or would you rather agree with me? And see, hope is agreeing with God. But remember, he's a great big God. He's the greater one. The Bible describes him as the greatest of all. God has no small plans for your life. He has details, but he has no small plan for your life. God has great plans for your life, greater than you know right now. But if you'll get in front of him and let him begin to show you. Isn't it interesting? He said, write what you see. He didn't say, you know, jot down what you hear. He said, I'm going to show you some things. It is a vision message. Now, you're going to be walking along and going along in this life, and there are images all around you. The Bible says all of creation testifies of the glory of God, the greatness of God, the creativity of God, what God has, what God can do, what God wants for you. He's filled the earth with that glory. I said he has filled the earth with that glory. When you go to the store, it's filled with the glory of God. He didn't build it for those who don't want to give him praise and glory. He, gave, he built all that and made all that stuff for you who will give him praise and glory. When you drive down the street, the houses, everything, that it's all for the glory of God. It's all for those first who will give God the glory. I don't know why the church is so settled in being the tail when the blessing says that we are not the tail but the head.
The Bible says the, the vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. What, how will it seed you and I with hope? A desire, a want to will arise. Even out of the need, even if you're just used to living at the level of necessity. Remember, desire, desire will encompass and will completely cover any need that you have when God fulfills his wants for you. What he wants for you. What does he want for you? Abundance. More than you could ever ask or think or dream or hope or imagine. Abundance. Life to the full. Filled to the full. And even to the overflowing as a tremendous witness for him. It says this. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie if it seems slow and come. Wait, it's on its way. It will come right on time. Well, I'll tell you, God wants, to, wants you to have it more than you want it. But if you hook up with him, you've got to be willing to, you know, desire a thing. Want a thing. And then wait for that desire to be fulfilled. Wait for the seed of hope to grow and to produce faith. Substance. Faith will come along and grab a hold of that hope, and it will, it will give it substance. All of a sudden, a knowing. All of a sudden, a confidence begins to come. All of a sudden, you know, I believe this is happening for me now. I cannot see it, but I believe it. I, I, I really can't, you know, uh, uh, have you ever watched somebody, even at Thanksgiving, they said, well, I'll tell you what, now I've been wanting pumpkin pie all year, and it's so real I can taste it. Where is it? They imagined that. They hoped for it. And they believed they'd get it. And if they didn't find it on that table, trust me, they'll go somewhere and get them one. They'll find a way. Isn't that right? Because you know God's not withholding pumpkin pie, is he? If Grandma didn't have it, Walmart do. If Walmart doesn't have it, go to Winn-Dixie too. If Winn-Dixie don't have it, don't stop there, honey. Somebody somewhere got some pumpkin pie. Because there's an abundance of pumpkins this year. Did you know? <laughs> That's how God always is. Now listen, uh, the vision message is what? It's a future that God hopes for you. And it's a future that you hope for. It's not what you have right now. It's something you hope for that could be greater. The Bible says write what you see. Write what he, the Holy Spirit, shows you. You know, uh, there is a transcending and a, tra and a transformation that happens in the transposing. When you... Write it down here on the earth what you see in those, quote, if you will, heavenly realms, hope realms, unseen, invisible. The first, the first tangibility that it takes on is when you put pen to paper and you write that hope down. Now he, whoever sees it, God and you. Who's going to see it? God and you. Who's going to see it? God and you can now run with that. Get run with that. Now God gave us the example uh, of that. We have 
all of God's master plan, which includes all of his plans for, his, for the future that he hopes for you. And you and I can agree with that. Listen, it's a powerful thing to have the master's plan in your hand. Because you can take, this is the great seed catalog, if you will. This of the master's plan in your hand. It is the future of what he wants for you. It's all right here. It's so close. It's so close. It's like you don't have to run to the ends of the earth. And this word is full of the future. All the seed that you need to create the future that you and God desire. All it takes is a seed to succeed. All it takes is a word from God for God to work. This is it right here. You have it in your hand. Talk about joy and peace and believing. All I've got to do is look in this book. And not just look with my own eyes, but ask the Spirit of God to open my eyes, to behold wondrous things out of His Word. It's full of the plans that God has for you that what will to prosper you, to take care of you, to protect you, to provide for you. It's full of vision messages, blueprints of greater things to hope for from God. Jeremiah 29, we'll go back uh, to that reference point and we'll end with this. It says, this is God's word on the subject. He says, I know what I'm doing, but he also wants us to know. He wants you to know what he's doing. And we can press by praying, press into, pray into the flow of God's know. Well, how do we do that? Well, verse 12, it simply says, when you call on me, when you come, And pray to me, I'll listen. And when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. You know, when we want it, what would it be? God's future that he has for you. When we want God's will and God's way more than we want anything else. And what would that be called? It would be called salvation. Psalms 91 is a wonderful verse of Scripture that we can live in in the day that we're in and also for the future. But it says this. Remember the end of trusting God, the end of coming to God, the end of living under, uh, living face to face and under the the shadow of his wing and living in the presence of God is, he says, with long life, I will satisfy you and I will show you, I will show you the fullness of my salvation. If what you're seeing right now, if, the, if you have any sense at all in your heart, just say, this surely can't be the fullness that God has for my life. There's still room. I can still make some more room for the more that God has for me. 
I just believe that there's more, that God wants more for me than what is happening right now. I just believe that God's future is more than I've ever experienced in the past, more than before, and certainly more than where I'm at right now. Though where I am may be good, it may be great, but God has a greater one. And especially in 2021, there's a greater measure. There's a greater one from the greater one. A plan for your life. A future for you. A hope. Things to hope for. The Bible says, now faith. Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for. You know, we're to hope for things. What things? God things. Great things. Greater things than we've ever known or could dream or could imagine. The Bible says that God will show us his salvation. His plan is salvation. And there's a fullness of that salvation. It, it, it begins uh, in the plan of redemption for man with trust in Jesus Christ, with the sacrifice of Jesus. That we, the hope is this, that, that we can live for the one who died for us. It is possible to walk with God. It is possible to work with God when God is not on the outside, but God comes to live on the inside, when Jesus is Lord of our life. Remember the Bible says that the world, the church is, is the centerpiece. The church is not just tacked on somewhere over here and the world is bigger than the church. No, what God is doing, the centerpiece of what God is doing in the world is the church. It is a people that will trust in God and believe God and will hope for what God hopes for and will believe for what God's believing for and will work with what God is working towards. Amen. You know, the center is trusting Jesus Christ, one person at a time. Let me ask you today, have you trusting Jesus? Have you trusted him with your life that Shows him that you're following Jesus as his disciple. You know, a disciple that's following Jesus will follow through, live a life that embraces obedience to his lordship. Obedience to the faith of the faithful one who is the author, the developer, and the finisher of our faith. He is the divine architect, and we're following his blueprints. And we're building a dwelling place for God. Where God will live and we will live. And there will be plenty of rooms for people for our lives as well. You know, a disciple, a true follower of Jesus, the Bible says, continues in his word. And by continuing in his word, we know the truth. We know the truth. You know, every day we need truth for our lives because we live in a world built on lies. We live in a world that lies. It doesn't know anything else to do but to lie. And we need to know the difference. You don't know the difference by studying the counterfeit. You know the difference by studying the true and the real. And it's very easy to discern the difference as we continue in his word, it's easy to measure the world when we're measuring with his word. His word is the truth. 
You know, the Bible says this, everyone who calls upon the Lord shall be saved. Now, Jesus qualified that, and he said, now, he said, why do you call me Lord, but you don't do what I say? So the Lordship of Jesus means that we are doing what he says. We're decided and disciplined and determined to do what Jesus says. Why? He's the Lord. I'm a follower. I don't have to lead. I just have to follow. And I have to be determined to follow through. You know, many during this uh, time, it perhaps it's a mark and measure of the times that we live in. For the Bible says that in the last days there will be a great falling away. It's amazing how many people have fallen off and fallen away from following Jesus. Well, I'm not one of those. I am a follower, and I'm going to follow all the way through. I followed him during the sunshiny days. I followed him in stormy days. I followed him in the, uh, in the noonday light, and I followed him through the midnight hours. But we follow. No matter what, we follow Jesus through whatever comes. Amen. No, he says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When we call upon the name of the Lord, we're saying, Lord, you be my Lord. You Lord over my life. You be the leader, I'll be the follower. You be the master, I'll be the servant. And it all starts with being born again which is the greatest miracle of all. Pastor Ron's going to come real quick. You know, in a moment of time, you don't, have to, you don't have to wait and say, well, someday I will. No, the Bible says now, today, is the day of salvation. And we come to a moment in God where this, this movement, when we Move towards God, where you move towards God. And you'll find that God moves towards you. And there's this connection of life to life, of his life for your life, and your life for his life. And with one decision comes a direction and a destiny and a change that's by choice it's not by chance let's get you connected right now to God to his grace to his life to the greater one and to his greater things that he has for you let's get you connected to the future he has all planned out for you What's next for you? Well, only you can answer that. But I pray right now today that you do. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. Let it be heartfelt. Let it be heart meant. Let it be intentional. If you're ready, let's pray this simple prayer. And I'll tell you, God will do such a thing. Such a great, great thing in your life. Greater than you could ever imagine. This life he has. Lord Jesus, I want you more than anything else to save me, to deliver me from what's happened to me, and to bring me into the family 
your family, Father's family, and bring me into all that you have for me. Jesus, you are now my Lord. Jesus, I am now yours. I will follow. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, congratulations. There is nothing greater that could ever happen for you. Nothing greater that could ever happen to you in a moment. You've been moved out of the, from under the dominion, the rule of darkness. And you've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. And now you can live in the light as he lives in the light. Congratulations on being saved from. But even greater than that, you're about to discover. You're about to go on a wonderful journey with God and discover all that you've been delivered to. Thank you for listening today. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.